welcome to another episode of Sabercast. And today, oh my goodness, I am coming to you uh, after just watching the Arizona Coyotes and Buffalo Sabres game. And what a mess that was. Holy cow. And the Colorado game really wasn't too much better than that. So, uh, so lots to talk about. I actually have had an episode ready to go. But after watching that, I was like, oh man, a lot of the things that I said in the episode that I recorded that I was kind of just getting ready to put up uh, just didn't really make sense anymore because uh, they laid a huge egg in the game against Arizona. And uh, and so I thought it might be better for me to just go into uh, some of the feelings that I have uh, after those two games. Um, probably a lot of you are feeling this the, the same way I am and uh, and let's kind of vent together because man I uh, I had a lot of I, I I was losing a little hope when we lost uh, against Chicago going into the bye week uh, I took the week to kind of just I don't know build my hope back up I guess and and uh, I looked at those two games as oh man like what an opportunity I know that uh, you if you're like me, you've heard over and over again that records of teams that are coming out of the bye week aren't good. So I, I looked at that, you know, those two games right out of the bye week as pretty big opportunities to, um, if there was two teams in the league that you'd want to play coming out of a bye week, I'm not sure you could come up with two better teams to play than Colorado and Arizona. And, you know, I guess this year, I I mean, they're not always going to be the worst teams in the league, but um, right now they're, uh, they're right at the bottom of the league. So, so, I mean, you couldn't have written kind of a better story for the Sabres coming out of the bye week. Uh, Sure. There's altitude, you know, issues in Colorado. I don't know. I, you know, I haven't I haven't ever been to Colorado. I'm a, a Canadian boy that you know I've ventured into the states, but um, but I've I haven't made it to the Mile High City, so I don't really know what you're dealing with there. But that's not these players' first time playing in Colorado, so it's you know they know what to expect. Um, going into the Colorado game a little bit more, I'll just I'll just kind of touch on some of the things that really bugged me. So. We gave up three goals in the first period, and this season, the first period really hasn't been our biggest struggle. Uh, it's really been the second period and and just keeping things going. Even You could even say the second and the third period, just really sticking to our game plan and uh, finishing teams off. And so, I mean, I guess you can chalk up this first period as uh, coming out of the bye week and not really having your legs ready to go. Uh, not really having maybe your mindset in the right place. But to give three goals up in the first period, you're going to have to uh, really bear down and and come back in the second and the third and, and do what you really have struggled to do all season. And that's that's put together, you know, a good second and third period. So so when they gave up three goals in the first period, uh, I, was, I was starting to... Um, you know, think, okay, here we go. How bad is this going to get? 
The one goal that really frustrated me was um, when they let Grigorenko kind of skate all over the place and then just you know roof roof one uh, when he when he got into the slot and and I mean that's just extra frustrating because you kind of gave up on this guy because you know he wasn't doing exactly what he did um, to score that goal and so so that was kind of frustrating I I still don't think that you know. We shouldn't have made that trade. I think that Ryan O'Reilly, uh, long term, is is still going to be uh, a better addition to have on our team than than Gregorenko. Um, I I tried my best to to like Gregorenko when he was uh, in Buffalo. I, I really was holding out uh, quite a bit of hope for for him to be to turn into a good player. And um, and I you know I don't think you ever want to wish ill on people. I, that's just not the game I play anyway. So, so I'm, you know, I'm hoping that he can put together a decent career. I, I don't want him to be like, I hope he's not like crazy amazing and, and we look stupid for trading him. But in that, that particular goal, I was just like, man, cover him. Don't let him make you look bad for trading him. He did just that. And yeah, he did. Like, I mean, I, if you watch the whole game, it's not like he had, you know, a dynamic game that like he was just all over the place, but you know, he, he definitely made you look bad there. So, so that was the one game that really, that was the one goal that really frustrated me. Um, and then moving forward, I mean, I, I guess I just looked at, at this whole, uh, facing Colorado thing, you know, they're, they've been bad this season, you know, and, and they're even kind of, in this like tank mode maybe like where they're just you know i i would think that they're they're trying but they're just not a good team right now so so you had an opportunity to come out of the break and and put together at least you know the first win don't don't even think about Arizona right away just concentrate on Colorado uh to me the game that they played against Colorado in Buffalo you know they were all over Colorado. They exposed them as a a bad team, and and so to know that you can do that to Colorado, uh, and and then like going into this game and and you know giving up three right away, man, it was just really really frustrating. Um, one one positive note I well a couple positive notes that I had for that game. Um, Gergensen's was back and, and I just felt like Gergensen's was really, you know, had an extra, extra jump in his step and, and was just really flying out there and, and had a lot of good things going on in his game and, and, uh, just kind of like, looked like the Gergensen's we all kind of were hoping he would stay as like, he, he just kind of looked, you know, he was fast, he was gritty, like, and, and that was kind of good to see. I, you know, I don't know what that that is maybe he needed you know that that extra week and and some time before the the bye week to to kind of just get in the right spot I don't know maybe he's fresh now I don't know what it is but but I just really liked uh Gergensen's and then Evan Rodriguez I just I, I don't know he's just looked really really good and you didn't hear much about him uh in the AHL from Rochester you didn't hear that he was like tearing it up in Rochester or anything like that so when they called him up, I mean, I I think a lot of people were kind of like, okay, like let's just see what what happens, and 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 that's kind of what I was like. I I I saw Evan Rodriguez a couple times in preseason, and I liked what I saw there. 
Um, I I think there's just something that happens, I guess, maybe with this guy when he puts on a, a Buffalo Sabres jersey and he just kind of has that extra uh, gear that he can switch it into for NHL play. And and I don't know. I I guess the worry when when players do that is probably can they do it long term? Can they keep that momentum going? And and I guess time will tell. I, I think that if he keeps on playing like he does is right now, he's he's at least earned uh, a shot to stay with with the Sabers, and uh, and you just gotta hope that it continues because because he's looked really good. He kind of there's some there's some decent chemistry there between him and Ennis, and and it's kind of it's too bad they're both pretty small, but but I mean if they keep on putting up points, you know who uh, who really cares how big they are. The one thing that did really frustrate me in the Colorado game at the end, so it was four three, and we were kind of pushing to to tie it up, and and there was uh there was this one play in the corner with Jack Eichel where he kind of just get gets held up and hauled down. I I think he fell down, but um and there was no call, and the the ref was standing literally right beside them, like literally, there there's like a picture of it. It wasn't even a video, but they there was a picture of him like getting hauled down that I saw. And the ref was like looking at the play. So like, I don't know what that ref saw. And I get the whole like, you know, we're going to put our whistles away for the end of the third period. But man, like you can't blatantly like right in front of the ref do that and not not call it. Like that's just, I don't know. It just makes me like kind of angry. And and yeah, like you'll have the people that say, oh, well, you know, it shouldn't come down to that one play. But sometimes it does. Right. And like there's times where, you know, hockey is a game and there's rules to the game and players have to abide by those rules. And if they don't, the team that is uh, like in, in our case, Buffalo, Jack Eichel's held down and we should benefit from that. Right. Like that's how it works. It's, you know, it's the same in other sports, you know, football, there's penalty flags thrown uh, in in basketball, like uh, free throws here in hockey. When when stuff like that happens, we get two minutes of with a man advantage. And at the end of the game, our goalies pulled. We have a two man advantage, six on four. Um, that's a great opportunity to tie up the game and, and force it in overtime. So. Those little like plays do matter, and and I mean, there's people that argue uh, that they don't, that you know, they should they shouldn't come down to like minor things like that or whatever. I just I totally disagree. I just think that you know that's the ref's oper- like that's the ref's responsibility to uh, that's why he's there to make those calls, and so for him to just stand there right beside them and watch that happen. Is just ridiculous. Like, like you need. I I understand that uh, refs are human, and there are things that they don't see, and that's you know that's understandable. Things happen like that, but when he's right there, like there's no excuse. So, so Buffalo loses the chance to to tie up the game potentially and force it into overtime, and maybe they win in overtime, and we're talking uh, getting the two points that they need, and then you know. I'll talk about Arizona this game, but you know you're going into Arizona with a win instead of a loss, and and I feel like that just they you know like that changes momentum um, from bad to good, and who knows what happens 
uh, in Arizona because of Colorado. And, uh, and instead we, we go in with a loss and, and there's just, you know, the, the deflated, uh, energy in, in the locker room or just surrounding this hockey club continues. And, and so that, that kind of brings me into, to Arizona and this game was equally frustrating. Um, it was just like, okay, so, uh, we played a really good first half or even 40 minutes of, of this game. Um, you know, it, we had lots of chances. Um, I felt like uh, Nielsen was playing really well. And, and I didn't really, like, hate their defensive game either. Like, they, they you know, they just seemed to kind of play in their own ends well. And, and there, was, there wasn't a lot of uh, points in the game where I was like, Ooh, like what are we doing? At least in the first forty minutes, okay. So, so um, you know, every team's gonna get their chances. That happened. That's fine. We were up two nothing, and and feel I was feeling really great about it. There was a great goal by Jack Eichel. If if you didn't watch the game last night, definitely at least look up the highlights because um, I loved that goal by Jack Eichel. He just kind of uses his speed and gets in a crowd and then just fires it. It was it was similar, not not exactly like, but similar to his overtime goal against Nashville. And I just thought that was awesome. So we were up two two goals going into the third period and and just the third period was like um insert fart noise here. Like it was just like couldn't do anything right kind of like they were just, you know, all over the place. Uh not covering their their men in in the d zone now like at that point they they kind of just you saw like a lot of the well a couple of the goals that they they scored arizona scored um it was just guys chasing chasing their player or not really paying attention to you know the guy that they were supposed to be covering and he just kind of gets away and um the the first goal by domi was kind of just like a broken play where I, I mean I would kind of chalk that up to to bad luck. It just kind of the puck kind of takes a, a weird bounce and and I think it was Ristolainen that was trying to clear it or whatever, but it kind of comes straight to Domi and he turns and fires it. I I guess maybe Nielsen could have been a little more ready f- for for something like that. I don't know. It's so fast, right? Like I mean, I'm not a goalie in the NHL, so I I don't you know I don't know if he was just not maybe he lost track of the puck and didn't really know where it was and then just kind of it ended up on Domi's stick and he just got a, a shot off really quick I don't know but the one thing that really really like irked me was that they lost in regulation so the game was tied and and Arizona scored to make it 3-2 with 18 seconds left in the game that kind of stuff happens yes but like man you're technically still in the playoff race you are not eliminated yet and you're coming out of the bye week and you're just like it's do or die time right you're it's time for you to you know if you're gonna make your stand if you're gonna make your push for the playoffs it's gonna be tough because you're in a really tough situation but now's the time and teams that like are ready to do that do not one do not give up leads two goal leads in the third period um, and two they don't let a team walk away with 
two points and and lose their overtime point with 18 seconds left in the game. I'm sure I could have said that more eloquently, but but that's just where I'm at right now. I just I just don't understand, you know, what's going on with with the team and and you know what what is it that they're like that's that's preventing them from for from playing putting together a 60 minute effort like especially in the third period. Okay, so third period you're you're up two goals and and it's like okay, so you you have a great opportunity to win this game and you know it gets you two more two points closer to to what you want which is a playoff spot and you come out like flat and just not you know not ready to to get the job done i just i don't i personally just feel like there's there's no real excuse for that like i mean other than just the team's not ready and and so so i just feel like you know i I don't know what it is that that makes them not ready. If it's like maturity or like age in the room, or coaching, um, or you know leadership, I I don't know. I I think that the only way you could like definitely know that is if you were around the team. You could hear you know the coach interacting. You could he- you could see kind of the the dynamic of of what's going on on the bench and and all that stuff. Like, um. I feel like I feel sometimes I'm like, you know, it it would be awesome to talk to Rob Ray because he kind of like they travel with the team. He gets to kind of talk to the players. He gets to kind of like just well, he's he's in between the benches usually. Right. So he can usually hear what's going on uh, with the coat between the coaches and the players, even between players and players. So I'm, I'm always kind of like like that's the guy I want to talk to. I want to I want to hear what he thinks about, you know, what's going on and. And uh, yeah, I just I I I don't know what it is, but there's something that that is kind of preventing this team from from being the team we all want them to be, which is a playoff team, right? We're we're just I think as Sabres fans, we're just ready for the playoffs again. You know, I I don't even think like yeah, the Stanley Cup is definitely the end goal that we're really all hoping that like we'll get to eventually, but. But man, like let's play playoff hockey. Let's play meaningful hockey. And I just think that we're in a spot where that's not really going to happen this season anymore. Um, you know, Arizona was another like so so they're second last, you know? Okay, so after you play the last team in the league, um here's a date with the second last team in the league and and you like you just got to put your foot on their throat and, and do it, like get it done. Right. I know that's like a little violent, but, but that's just like, you know, that's the, the mindset that you, you got to have as a, as a team, like we're going to go in here and yeah, we're on the road, but like we're fighting for our playoff lives. This team is out of it. They're not, they're not even close to a playoff spot. We're going to just get this done. and, And that's just how it is. And I don't know where where that drive is, um, but but yeah, it just it resulted in um, a loss in regulation. So so that kind of brings me to the trade deadline is two days away, and and you can't that's kind of the elephant in the room right now because because we just you know put up a, a goose egg against two uh, last place teams. And, and so we're still right now, we're seven points out of the playoffs and, 
and Toronto has a game at hand on us. So, so like, we need to kind of make some decisions here. We have a game on Tuesday against Nashville, and uh, Nashville is in the playoffs. They're they're kind of fighting to stay in the playoff uh, race, and and they're you know they're in right now. So so I as far as I can see by the standings, it looks like you know they'll they have a decent chance of, of making the playoffs but but they're still going to be pretty desperate I think they want to you know keep up they, they might even want to move up the standings a little bit if they can um, it's gonna be tough they're they're 12 points behind Chicago but the point is I mean you gotta kind of predict or expect that we're probably gonna lose to Nashville this team is so weird. They they struggle with the really bad teams and and they seem to be able to to beat some of the better teams. Um and that's just kind of who we are and 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 you can analyze that. I'm not going to right now because, you know, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I'm going to say that it's going to be a tough uh tough game. They're at home, which which makes a difference, I guess. They've been playing a little better at home than than on the road, so um so maybe we win, but even if we do win, uh, I just think that like after these two losses and even the loss against Chicago, I think you just got to be in sell mode now. I that's that that's my personal opinion. I don't know, you know, what Tim Murray is thinking, but um, but I think it's time to kind of look at this team as even if we made the playoffs this year, I don't think that like I just don't think we're a team that's ready to kick it into playoff mode and and make a you know big push in the playoffs and and that's just like where I see the team is at I I just think that it's time to you know accept that we should get whatever we can out of the unrestricted free free agents that we have and you know stock up on on draft picks uh, maybe even move um, someone that you know is unexpected uh, that that people aren't talking about we should like us moving to get that coveted defenseman that we that we want so like a hockey trade not just a deadline trade where it bolsters our our defense for the future and my thought on that is just that um you know our forward uh depth is is really strong and and so one of the positives that i think that you can kind of take from us kind of needing to call up some of these players from rochester so so I, you know, you look at Bailey, and he's just been so good. He fits right in with, with the line that he's on, and just the team in general. I I feel like he's just, you know, he's an NHL player, and and so, um, again for Rodriguez, I think that you need a little bit more of a sample size, but, but from what I can see, like you know, he could he could play in the NHL too, as long as he can keep it up, he can play in the NHL. And then Baptiste was another player that I just felt like, you know, you, you looked at him and you saw, um, saw like, you know, potential to be a, 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 an effective player in the NHL. And so, so the one good thing from that is that you, you realize that you have some forward depth and, and that's kind of not even mentioning uh, Carrier who, who looked great as well. So, so I just feel like our forward ranks are, are pretty crowded, um, and we just have a like there's a lot of depth there there's there's just a lot um a lot to pick and choose from and i just feel like uh the the defense is kind of the exact opposite and and so so 
because it's so crowded, I just feel like, you know, it's it's probably uh, a great time or or even and you know what I didn't even mention Alexander Nylander so he's kind of probably the the um you know has the most potential out of all those guys to be like a legit NHL player and so so it's just like you know we're so we're so deep and crowded at forward um it you know it's time I think to make a a big move or a decent sized move like and you know maybe that's Kane maybe it's someone else I I don't know um I just feel like you know we need some more depth at defense and like it's obvious that we need um another big big player defenseman and and so we have Risto we have McCabe I think McCabe has kind of solidified himself as as um, one of the defensemen that we really, you know, should keep around. Um, but I think that you lose uh, Kulikov and and uh, Franzen. I, I really think you just need to try and get whatever you can for them at the deadline. And then you have, um, I, I honestly think that the way that Justin Falk was playing, I, I really liked him. I, I thought that, you know, he could be your five or six defenseman. So... Then you're left with Bogosian and Georges. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you'd get much for Bogosian, but if you threw him in a deal with one of our like one of our forwards that would get us something, I just feel like, you know, there you go. You might have something uh really nice there to get to land like a top two defenseman. And like I'm looking at like you know, I, I don't know. It's a lot of salary. That's the thing. So, so you, you know, maybe Bogosian might not be the guy that, you know, gets you that deal. Cause if you, if you have Evander Kane and Bogosian and a prospect, um, that's a lot of salary to take on for, from another team, but maybe you can take on some of, uh, some salary that, you know, everybody has players that kind of are in, the middle of a contract or, or near the end of a contract that are kind of overpaid right now. So, so I'm sure you could work something out, but I just, I, I don't know. I just think that, you know, maybe it's the deadline. Maybe it's at this coming draft that we, um, that we make a move that includes some forward depth that we have. And, and yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with that. But, um, but I just think that it's, it's kind of time to, to test that out and and see what we can get maybe he, maybe you know i'm i'm sitting here like like i i think that you know tim murray doesn't really know uh that it's time for that maybe that's exactly what he's trying to do um but man i i would love to to see that happen and it'll be awesome to see it happen soon because then we get to kind of watch whatever player they bring in for the rest of the season and, and it's always exciting to see new new faces in the in the lineup especially if they're like players that we're really excited to have. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I dream of, so, so saying that I, you know, who, who's a player that, you know, I would really want to see. Um, I mean, I really dream of, of someone like Drew Doughty. And I know that like, so like some of you might be kind of, rolling your eyes and, and thinking, oh, like, who's ever going to give up Drew Doughty? Um, yeah, maybe they won't. 
but uh if if the the kings you know if we made an offer they can't refuse i i don't know who knows but but uh i'm sure they probably wouldn't give up dowdy i just i look at dowdy and i'm like man it would be so awesome to have a guy like that on our team and uh and it probably won't happen but but i'm just saying like going after kind of a name like that i know that they rarely get traded but if you find the right partner um you know you never know what what can happen and and there's players traded all the time that aren't you know necessarily guys that people thought were going to get traded and that's just how the NHL works uh you hear the saying you know Wayne Gretzky got traded so so who's safe and uh and you know I I kind of find that that's true maybe a little less these days I I I can't really see Crosby getting traded I can't really see Taves or or even Kane I think there is players that that might not, you know, ever be traded, but, um, but anyway, that's that's kind of enough on that. I I just think that this deadline uh, is going to be interesting, and and I guess we'll see, you know, what what happens and and what we really end up being. But I I gotta think that, you know, after two losses like that, we've got to be uh, in the sell sell mode, and uh, you got you got twenty games left to kind of make a difference and. And sure, like make me look stupid, Sabers, and and win, you know, eighteen of those twenty games, and and you know maybe make the playoffs. But but I just think like realistically, you you have to kind of look at um, your team and kind of be realistic of of what they are and and where we're at, and and just try and get the most of uh, like for for what what you have. You have some unrestricted free agents that you know could could bring you some value and and it's time to do something about that. So that's what I got for today. I like I said, I mean, I had I had an episode queued up to to put up and and it just didn't seem right. I needed to kind of vent about these two losses. Man, they were uh they really popped my balloon, that's for sure. I uh and I I mean my balloon wasn't really inflated to begin with. I wasn't uh under, you know, the thought that that they would make the playoffs this year. But man, I, I thought, you know, what a great opportunity to bad teams um, right away. And, and you can kind of, if you can get two wins out of that, it doesn't really even matter if they're regulation because they're in different conferences than you. Uh, they're in a different conference than you. Then, then you know, you just you just try and do it and uh, and nothing happens. So, so we're still at 62 points. Uh, we'll see what happens against Nashville. And then the trade deadline is is Wednesday. So I'll probably talk to you again on the other side of the trade deadline. So I hope you enjoy it. Hopefully we have lots to, to kind of pay attention to. And and uh, hopefully the, the trade deadline day is is interesting. Sometimes, you know, you, you think it's going to be great. And then and then it's just really, really boring. And uh, and I hope that doesn't happen this year. I, I feel like with the expansion draft and uh, and just the... Uh, the amount of teams that are kind of still in the playoff race, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I feel like there'll be a good amount of moves. And that's just me. That's wishful thinking on my part, I guess. Thanks for tuning in. And and I hope you have a great week. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Sabercast. Sabercast.